Rooster, what's up, my man? What up, what up? Oh, man, I am currently just packing, getting ready to hit the road for Mother's Day weekend. Nice. So that is my game plan at the moment. Um, what do you have going on? I just uh, warmed up a muffin, made some coffee. You haven't smoked uh, yet this morning? Oh, that comes first. Okay. You're going to say you, you skipped a step in your normal process. Yeah, no, that that was an hour ago. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, man. Uh, by the way, I'm going to tweet this out here in one second, but uh, anybody that's in the audience, feel free to hop up here on stage. You know, most of the faces I see out there are familiar faces. Friday vibes are just chill, you know. It, it's just a chill way to kind of wrap up the week and head into the weekend. Done it for the past 64 weeks now. And we're going to keep on going for the next 64 weeks. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you're in the audience and want to just come up here and hang out, feel free. And I, I'm going to literally hit the invite to speak on every single person's um, thing. But don't feel like you're not special. You're still special whenever you see that invite come through. I thought about you personally. I had to go to your icon and I had to hit that in order for you to come up on stage in the first place. So that's a, I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, slowly sending these out and then I will get to sending the tweet out. There are actually a decent amount of people in here for not really sending anything out yet. Let's see. Um, Cause they want to know what you think about PP. Shoot. Is, is this like another shit coin? No, isn't that what you've been calling Pepe the entire oh, time? Oh, Pete. Or Pete. No, Pete. <laughs> yeah, not Pete. <laughs> like, Pete sounds... Bro, that's, that doesn't even make sense. It's Pete. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. The wrong one. Bro, I'm the only person, I guess, that calls it Pete. <laughs> I always have, so it's it's just one of those things. It's tough to change, even though I know that it's... I know that it's probably wrong now and i just go with it anyway so i i I don't know what there is to say any more about that like that's (laughs) but yeah man it feels like the meme coins have kind of been a little bit exhausted throughout this week but it bro you know when i really 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 knew it was a top i had a good buddy of mine the other day like four days ago that texted me and asked me if i knew what ben was And this is a good buddy that is not really involved in the crypto space. He has a little bit of Bitcoin, that type of stuff. But outside of that, he's not on Twitter. He's not doing anything else. He just DM me and he was like, hey, do you know what Ben is? And I was like, oh, shit, this is it. It's over. (laughs) Yeah, I had uh, my, my feeling last week was the top of four was going to be uh, the beginning of the end of meme coin season. And it appears to be playing out that way. Oh, so you got it on the top of four, huh? Oh, no, I didn't buy the top of four. No, 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 no. I was just saying the top of that chart was going to be the beginning of the end. Now, I I did actually make a little bit off four. Um, I bought in like two minutes after launch, which is like, (laughs) if you're trying to make any money on meme coins, like that have 
any type of anything to them, um, you really got to get in like super early. You can't really do much TA. Um, it, it's really all hype driven and community driven, right? How good it memes and everything. Regardless, anyway, yeah, I took my profits on the way up. I tried to knife catch a couple times, so I donated uh, donated some ETH back to four. Um, but overall, I, that's uh, fine. Man, I like I thought about this. I feel like the only semi fair way to launch a meme coin is if you do some type of distributed. Like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the way, I forget the name for um, how to do this raise, but like Mango Markets back in the day, they had a 24 hour period where anybody could contribute toward the pool. And there was, you know, say, let's just say it was for 75% of the Mango token. It was probably less, I don't know, maybe more, whatever it was. But for 75% of the token, you have this pool where everybody can contribute during that time period. And maybe you cap it per wallet during that period, but basically the distribution for the number of tokens that somebody could possibly receive out of that allocation is divided by the total, you know, ETH that is contributed to the pool. So everybody has that window where they have a fair opportunity to contribute toward the token. And then after that, you know, it doesn't work as well with ETH as it does with Soul, but after that, they had like a 24-hour withdrawal period where if you didn't like what the final terms of the token were, you know, after the, you know, after everybody contributed, you could withdraw your whatever toward it. And then from there, you know, you could either claim or the token itself is airdropped with gas fees on there. It'd be difficult <laughs> to do i i would almost say you would have to make it to where the person claims it because of the total cost of just sending that out to that many wallets would be pretty insane but you know you could still do that you could say that hey that's part of the fees of what you're collecting in the first place but then you take a hundred percent of the eth raised and you add it toward whatever the remaining allocation of the token that's unsold is you give zero percent allocation toward a team 0% allocation toward any individual founder, whatever else. And you just have the rest of it that goes a hundred percent into a pool that's locked forever. Right? Like, so the pool never unlocks. There's never any concern about years down the road, whatever. So you just say, Hey, objectively, you know, yeah, maybe somebody is getting some fees off of this pool, but that is the only thing that's being really extracted from this. And outside of that, there was no pre-sale, no, like, you know, everything was completely transparent. No, nobody had any advantage that anybody else didn't have going into it. And 100% of the ETH that's contributed is now back in the pool. So if somebody, you know, then it basically becomes a, you know, a, a shell game with the people that contributed. Technically, there is the full amount that they could immediately, you know, withdraw back if they wanted to. But at the same time, you know, if you're saying that, that ETH that was contributed toward the pool, say that it was, you know, 100% goes for 25% of the allocation. That means automatically whenever the, you know, token is launched on the pool, you could use your tokens that you were allocated and basically get like, what, a 3-4x, you know, immediately. So there could be people that go and then do that, right? But then at the same time, depending on the season, 
you know, if there are people that didn't have the opportunity and there's enough, you know, equity, I, like, I don't know, from that point, it basically just drives on what's the demand for the market, right? So I think that's the only like fairish way that I can think of to launch any type of meme token. But I just don't know of anybody really that, you know, <laughs> I, I think people are too greedy to do anything like that. Do you think a uh, meme coin should even be launched on ETH or, you know, more like Sol- or not Solana, but uh, Polygon? I feel like yeah, that's more of a space that meme coins should Bro, be traded on. <laughs> it's that, like it's the exact question that people have with NFTs, though, right? You know, like no. Like, yeah, I mean, how how is the argument any different? Um, because we know these are going to zero. You don't know your NFT bags are going to zero. I mean, some people do. Uh, but most of the meme coins, you know, they're going to zero. So why clog up the Ethereum blockchain? And, you know, I was, the amount of gas I burnt this past month is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean, I'm still up like probably 10 X from the beginning of meme season, but just the amount of, you know, haircuts I took just from paying gas from each trade, like, and I actually did. I I've had a meme coin on uh, Polygon too that ended up doing like a eighteen x one that I had got airdrop like almost a year ago. Uh, so that was a free little stimmy, uh, and that was a lot more pleasant to cash out from because I didn't have to pay four hundred dollars in gas fees. Um, and now, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think meme coin should like not clog up the ETH blockchain. There's absolutely no reason for it to be on there. Rooster, let me put it to you this way. Altcoins and altcoins with pictures, like, they're the same. It's, yeah, one is more, you know, obviously there's a fungibility aspect to one that makes you, you know, the total divisibility of it makes it a lot easier to trade quantities that might be, more accessible to certain groups of people and maybe you can maybe it's slightly more liquid because of that so you're saying peep is the same as pudgy penguins i mean in essence like yes yes they're different but they're the same you know know, it's that that's the way i've always viewed it and I, i think there's a fair argument for it you know look at the cult activists of peep and the way that they have you know first off look at where the majority of that community came from from the nft space right and you know how the tribalism that's built around the peep coin and you know it's the same thing with a lot of other shit coins like you know it's just not as visible because they're not pfps and they're not the same circle like they're niches of twitter and you don't always interact with the other niches, but they exist. Um, so, you know, there's like XRP Twitter, believe it or not. Um, there's Litecoin Twitter. There's, you know, Polygon Twitter. You can go down there's, the list. There's Stellar Lumens Twitter. Uh, yes, bro. I mean, there is. There are people out there for these niches. No, there is. And that's the thing. So, like, these, these sub-communities exist And there are, I think, different strengths and different aspects 
of each one of these sub communities and, you know, different things that like a NFT community can leverage by the actual art itself. But it's all in essence the same, right? Because people have been using that argument for why would you launch an NFT on ETH for the, you know, past couple of years. So I, I just don't see how it's any different. You know, why would you launch for asking the question, if you're fine with launching an NFT on ETH, why wouldn't you be fine with launching a shitcoin on ETH? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a valid argument. Um, and Peep, I'd say, is worthy of being, you know, on the Ethereum blockchain. But not the other things like poggers and, you know, the 15 different variations of Nyan Cat and Ben, Bob, Jim, Joe, Dom, like all <laughs> that. That's what irritates me. If it, if it were just like and Turbo, you know, it, it wouldn't be such an issue. But it's like, oh, you know, we see Pepe and Turbo. All right, well, let's launch, you know, 150 meme coins today. And then we're going to ramp that up every single day. But that, Rooster, that's... bro, it's the same shit with NFTs. Like the same, the same type of grift happens. You know, think about it. Think about the hype of NFT season. You know, there'd be these Anon teams that would launch a project. Then three days later, you know, it, it traces back where you can, like, you know, look at the, if you look on chain and you do the full due diligence for it, you realize, holy crap, like this same team just had another mint for another project. And then they rub and then they do it again and again until they've extracted as much value as they possibly can with it. And what happens to those projects? Well, they end up fading to zero. They end up draining, you know, ETH from what could be other sustainable things into the hands of a few people that are just shitty people. But, like, it happens, right? And at the same time, people are sitting there so frustrated, like, oh, why, why is everybody wasting money on these stupid mints that, you know, are obvious scams? Well, because they're just trying to punt to find the next whatever X. It's just easy to forget what that felt like because it's been a minute since it's felt like that. Yeah, what uh, another top sign for me was um, the the pink sales going on, and then even past that, like people weren't people were just sending ETH to random addresses, weren't even like wasn't even participating in like an official pink sale, um, and yeah, they were they were just getting rugged, like blindly sending 0.25 or half an Ethereum to some random Twitter that was created uh, a week ago that bought 30k followers. Like, I think one was like zero coin or something. And uh, they, they, they made a tweet and it was like, send, send ETH to this address. And then a couple hours later, they just deleted the Twitter. I was like, come on. Like, people are getting way too greedy now trying to catch the next meme. No, that's exactly what <laughs> what's happened. And, you know... I, I think we said it last week out, you know, everything with the meme coins has been fun, but there was an expiration date and it was probably going to be within the next like two weeks is what I said at that point in time. I was like, there's zero way. This is really fun. It's been great, but this has an expiration date, right? Like, unfortunately, the market's just not in a point where it's sustainable enough for that type of stuff to continue in the way that it's been happening, unfortunately. And, you know, I think that here's the fun thing about it. 
it almost reminds me of kind of like what NFTs were doing back in, you know, December, January. And I think that it kind of shows you a proof of concept test pump type thing for the meme coin narrative and idea. Because right now you're really not looking at this huge new entrance of participants to the space. There were some, you know, if you look on chain, yeah, there were a lot of people that I think were active recently that weren't active prior. But I think that those were just dormant users. I don't think that they were new users. You know, like there was no surge above like any new all time highs for trading wallets or anything like that. There was kind of just like this activation of dormancy that was already sidelined, kind of waiting. So, yeah, we saw what some of that looked like activated. But at the same time, I think as far as the total potential of real growth, you know, and real new users, new capital flowing into the ecosystem, I don't think that we got to that point yet. But we will. So I I really see this as more of a proof of concept than anything else. And, you know, probably decent chance that it's dormant for a while. You know, maybe little pumps here and there. There are probably going to be a few names that stick out over the course of the next couple months that do some fun things. But as a whole, with everything pumping left and right, you know, I I think that it's probably going to be a little bit before we really see that again. Yeah, it's kind of a a double-edged sword because to get retail in, right, they, they want to hear the stories of, you know, I just turned 2K into a million dollars off a meme coin, right? Like, like that's what brings them in. But then most of the people who participated in meme coin season kind of stuck it out throughout the bear. And, you know, if new people came in, they were just going to dump on their heads and then leave a bad taste in the mouth of retail. And then they'd probably not participate in cryptocurrency for another year or two or a couple more. So it's, it's kind of a, a catch 22 with, uh, with meme coins, they bring people in, but then also leave a bad taste in their mouth when you dump on them. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, same concept of just about anything else in this space right now. And it's, you know, it's tough. It's one of the things like, even with BTC right now, say even that BTC, you know, say that it does do what I think that it will. And you know, it does ride out to 40K sometime in the next few months and then retraces, whatever. Say that we even have that type of move still from here. That still wouldn't be enough of a move to really bring that new wave of entrance into the space still. And whether people in the NFT community like to admit it or not, BTC is still the driving catalyst as far as that type of growth in this space. It's the biggest name, right? You know, it's kind of like the red pill that people take that wakes them up to everything else that's happening here a lot of the time. You know, occasionally maybe maybe a meme coin or something crazy like that'll do it too. You know, sometimes people like to start on hard drugs and, you know, they <laughs> it goes downhill from there. <laughs> but, um, you know, BTC is kind of the underlying confidence of this space. It's the rhythm. It is the heartbeat. And until it really starts approaching the previous all-time high, you know, up toward that 60K area, I don't think that we're really going to see that massive, insane outside hype yet. And 
even if BTC is boring as it grinds up like that, it brings so much attention and confidence in this space for people looking for the next big thing that that's where you start to see this wave of sustained pumps across a lot of this type of stuff, right? And we're just not there yet. But I mean, I, I do think that it's coming in the next year or two. Um, but I really just don't think it's something that we're going to see this year. It did get me uh, excited for the bull market for when it does come back. Um, past couple weeks have been really, really fun. Uh, you know, being, and it, it's a lot more fun too after being, you know, in NFTs and then building communities and, you know, actually talking with different people and participating in different groups. Um, it's fun to win together, right. To, to share information, to win and to lose together, both directions. It's, uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, yeah. So it got me excited for the bull market. Um, Personally, it's not financial advice to anybody or whatever. Um, but when the bull market does come, I can't wait to load up the leverage cannon again <laughs> and just uh, stay in the casino 24-7. Yeah, man, like little things like that are good reminders, though, for, you know, the potential, like what's out there on the other side of all this. I'm telling you, bro, like... Right now reminds me of 2019 so much. And, you know, there are like all the similarities are out there. You know, one, it's the year before the halving. Um, two, I mean, hey, there's been a recovery from a severe drawdown. And there's been some fun across some alts, some other, you know, things outside of that which there was in 2019. I mean, not a lot of alts, but some. We, we've actually had more opportunity for more fun this year. But at the end of the day, nothing too sexy, too exciting, too crazy happened. And when the market eventually topped toward the end, actually, the longest break that I ever took from crypto Twitter was, I think, like November of 2019 through January of 2020. I, I might have sent like a few tweets during that timeline. I was just super busy with some work stuff and, you know, the market was super down and like it was ghost town on here in general. So, you know, that was, that's kind of what it felt like. And I think that we still have that to come, right? I don't, obviously it's not going to be on the same level of a ghost town as it was back then, but you know, there will be, say that BTC toward the end of the year ends up somewhere around these prices or, you know, somewhere around the low 20s, whatever it is, right? There's going to be a lot of fatigue, especially if you're not seeing this type of fun. Yeah, this injects some hopium into people's veins, but there's going to be this period where I think it gets worse before it gets better. And you know, as far as morale is concerned, again, prices can go sideways, but it's the morale that kind of declines for that because everybody is here waiting for these quick hits. And I think that even in a sideways trending market, you have people that are so greedy for that next massive opportunity that 
their portfolio slowly decays going sideways because they're doing things that you should do in an up only market. So with that, you have attrition that happens across the community. And that I'm telling you is where the massive opportunity is. It's for the people that believe during that period, because on the other side of that, when you start to catch that slow ramp up, when you start to catch what has survived and, you know, seeing what's had a pulse, everything that has a pulse on the other side of that are the things that have the opportunity to have the greatest impact coming out of it. So, you know, that's again, I think just level setting as far as expectations is, you know, it's, I still don't think that we're at the point this year even where it's like super easy mode. I, I do think that's coming again. Right. Like I am a huge believer that that is eventually going to be there, but it's just a matter of, you know, what can you do to prepare yourself mentally to kind of get to that point? I actually have a couple uh, questions for you um, in regards to NFTs, because um, we've kind of seen pretty much no volume uh, over the past couple weeks. Uh, a couple of days ago, I looked on IC Tools, and there was, I think, two projects that had over 10 sales in the past hour. Um, volume has pretty much died across the board, uh, especially during the peak of meme coin season or the mini season we just had. Uh, do you think we see, because of a lot of NFT people were the ones participating, do you think we see money rotate back into NFTs here soon and uh, a little bit of relief? from the massive cliff jumping they've been doing recently? And has your thesis changed on NFTs after seeing how uh, the space reacted to a, a mini coin season? Um, let me answer the first one, then I want to ask a little bit more about kind of details of what you mean by the second one about the thesis. So first one, no. I actually don't think there will be as much of a rotation back into NFTs as what people assume there will be. And the reason being, because you have to think about, first off, what are the percentages of people that actually probably won their trades during meme coin season? Right? Like, And I guarantee you, probably a lot fewer than what you think. You know, so let's just say, give it a generous amount and say that 25% of people that liquidated their NFTs in order to rotate into meme coins actually won and they secured a bag during that. I think one, that's, that's generous. I don't think that it probably was even that high, even though it might feel like that, because what you see on the timeline, you know, you see the loud voices of the people that are winning, that are driving the narrative. You don't see kind of the background for people that are not necessarily there. But then two, the question that you then ask yourself is with those 25% of people that did win, you know, they're now looking for, okay, what can I do with my ETH? I think a lot of them aren't necessarily, they don't have the appetite. They don't want to be the first one to step back into a falling knife. And that's what I think that you have right now across the NFT space. I think along with this, you're having attrition in a lot of communities where there are just people that are upset, that are fighting, that are bickering, that 
you know, expect this immediate rebound in their project. And I just don't think that it's necessarily going to happen immediately. Right. Personally, I think whenever you have this type of sell off takes a little bit of time before you get a healthy recovery for most things. You know, there are obviously some asterisks along with that. There are projects that I think haven't, you know, necessarily done that, like relatively to a lot of things. I, I still think the stonks have honestly done well, but, you know, pudgy penguins, let's just go outside of that. Pudgy penguins, for instance, have done incredibly well throughout the course of this. I think some of those projects that have maintained relative strength could potentially be benefactors of it. But as a whole, for the NFT market as a whole, no, I don't think that it immediately rotates back into it. I think that there's still some pain before confidence is injected back into the arms of the NFT marketplace. And it's unfortunate. It's not one of those things. Again, I hope I'm wrong with it. But just intuitively thinking through it, I don't think that it's as easy as, oh, one's gone, the next is going to all of a sudden pop up like it's the obvious rotation. No, because there were a lot of people that probably chopped themselves to pieces throughout the course of this. You know, they were over trading and they don't have the capital to be able to do it. And then again, the winners, why, why are the winners trying to buy a falling knife right now? You know, they're looking for, so that's probably why it rotates back into some strength toward the top. So maybe the top and maybe eventually because the top is rotating, that injects some hope and some confidence back into the rest of it. But I don't think it's something that's going to happen immediately. Um, but then two, okay, so you, you talked about a changing thesis after seeing the development of this. I'm curious, what do you mean by a changing thesis? What's your... Well, because you mentioned uh, previously that... Um you think there's a possibility NFTs during the next cycle will outpace every other sector in terms of growth. Uh, I was wondering if that thought changed after, you know, when people started winning on meme coins, how quickly the volume died in NFTs. I, I actually, I don't think that it has changed. And what, when, when I've talked about growth, I think that like, the primary thing I'm looking at there, again, growth doesn't mean total size. Rel like, you know, obviously I still think coins outpace as far as total, like, you know, looking at total market cap growth and you're looking at, but when you're looking at like the total opportunity and kind of eating into the pie growth for like what the percentage market cap is, I think that NFTs have the opportunity to really expand there. And I, I still do think they'll, they have by far the most opportunity for the average person heading into this. And I, I still stand by that because even, you know, like meme coins will definitely have their, like there'll always be people that come up and introduce these meme coins and they'll have little mini seasons like this. But what makes it more difficult is when you're looking from the, aspect of going viral and the aspect of you know real brands real companies larger people that are getting involved in talking about this you know look at the repercussions for influencers influential people that have gone out there and talked about these different meme coin type things versus nfts right you know nfts because of the i think they're right now more clear from a regulatory perspective 
there hasn't been as much of a crackdown on them. I think that it like more regulation is more friction. It's a more frictionless area. So when you're talking about potential for growth, you know, and potential for scaling, I'm going to bet on the area that not only has the pictures associated with it to help drive that momentum, but number two, you know, the area that doesn't necessarily have the friction that other areas have. So I really think that that's what primes it to be an opera. And, you know, number three, honestly, is the applications and what they can actually be used for and integrated with, you know, there's a lot of growth, I think, still happening there. But yeah, you add those things together. And I still think the NFT marketplace is going to be the area that really has the most opportunity for the average person getting involved. So I'm about to pin a tweet um, from Gaines. Yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, did you see Four's weekly, uh, weekly candle? Four's weekly what? Weekly candle. No, I didn't. I don't. I'm, I'm pinning it uh, into the space here. This. Oh, this, this this was amusing to watch and painful to be a part of at times. Um, I do think there were a lot of winners up until four. And I think that probably decimated uh, 50% of the winners in meme coin space. Um, <laughs> just the, the amount of bleeding this coin was able to do was wild. I saw a lot of people talk about four. <laughs> that, that was supposed to be, that, that's why my thesis was the top of that coin was going to be the beginning of the end, just because it had so much hype built around it. It was like, you know, most people didn't even know about the pre-sale until it happened. They're like, 200 ETH sold out in seconds. This influencer is a part of it. This influencer is a part of it. Jeebus created it. It's a OGCT meme. Binance is going to list it within 24 hours. Wait, did no. Jeebus create four? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, at least from the information that I have gathered, yeah, he, Jeebus is the creator of four. Huh. Yeah, and, and that's why that's what got a lot of people's confidence too. It's like no way dude's going to tarnish his name um, over a meme coin. But yeah, it, it you know, it, it did break all time high, I think around like 60 million market cap, um, which was definitely on the low end of people's targets. So a lot of people didn't take profits there, obviously being greedy, you know, trying to peep it. Um, and then consecutive red after red after red after red and then yeah you look at this weekly chart it's just absolutely wild yeah bro that's insane <laughs> you know dude that's why i thought the like the whole ben thing with the creator of that benny it is it just shows you man like the character of some people that are out there right like this guy said that he created a successful project and that's why he has the grounds to create another one, bro. Your project's like what a week old, you know, maybe 10 days old or something. And it looks like the Burj Khalifa, you know, it's like up down all the way, nearly retraced already. And the only thing that it was successful about that was for either a, the people that bought super early that you most likely gave some type of advantage to, 
B, yourself, you know, from harvesting all those bees. C, you know, like, who else was this successful for? I can't think of anybody. And then he's justifying it by saying, yeah, I, I had this successful thing with a lot of volume. So, you know, there's a demand for me to make another one. And, you know, hey, Yuga did a land sale. Well, bro, Yuga, with their land sale, had three of the top most successful projects in the space that sustained that level of success prior to doing that. You know, bro, you've been there for a week and you've already seen a full retrace. Like, what what grounds <laughs> you have for comparison to Yuga there as your reasoning for, oh, I can launch another one and extract more ETH from the, the people? No, that's bullshit, bro. You're And the fact, the thing that made it even worse, Lupify replied to me and he showed me when I commented something on this and he was like, yeah, you know, he was calling out other influencers in the space for selling honoraries like a month ago or two months ago, which selling an honorary, in my opinion, like you're not rugging anybody by selling an honorary, you know, like it, it, there, there's complete, the fact that he could have the audacity to do something like that and follow it up with this just shows you how double-minded a lot of the people that are out there are. Motherfuckers get one green candle after launch, and they're like, "All right, successful project. People want more. Time for the next." <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like, just having everybody send <laughs> send their ETH to his personal ETH address for the next sale, <laughs> rather than having like you know a clean wallet um, used for the launch, and you, like, it's just it's all so messy, man. Here's the address, but wait until 6 p.m. to start sending ETH. <laughs> like, like there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're blindly sending ETH to anybody's wallet, 99% uh, chance you're getting rugged. Um, and you're being greedy, and it's a, a losing strategy. Um, so I definitely recommend against blindly sending ETH to uh, random grifters on the internet. So, um, in conclusion for this week, let's let's wrap through it. Meme coins are, you know, they're having their decline. NFTs, bro. Like, I think that I think the real key at the end of all this still is, you know, having side of the bigger picture, right? We've seen, we've had a fresh reminder of what happens in this space whenever just a little bit of hype starts and you know a little bit of fun is in the mix but what people don't realize is that in the middle of the bear market when this happens you've got a month maybe two months of fun tops when it's a full-blown bull market bro you're gonna have like six to eight months of sustained price action for this type of stuff right and then maybe a couple months off and then another like four or five months Right. So like you just have to be able to see the bigger picture to be able to get to that point. And I, I think that's what the real takeaway from all of this is. It's like, hey, you know, the possibilities out there, you know, you just have to be able to have the patience, the conviction to see it through.
Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell a couple people too. You know, don't get caught chasing here, right? There are wins here, but it's not going to outpace the possibility of losses or chopping yourself to bits. Really survive until the bull market. Like that is most of my advice to everyone that is still here um, and may still be down. Survive till 25, baby. (laughs) Exactly. Survive until the bull market and you will have a much better opportunity. Um, Yeah. No, but you know the other main message is wonky stonks are inevitable because the stonks will survive um, until twenty five. <laughs> uh, but you know, I not not that I think that the bull market's going to take until twenty five. I think that we're really going to see a kickoff probably next year at some point. But you know, survive until twenty twenty five is going to be when it's really really fun. Yeah, appreciate everybody. Again, unfortunately, got to hit the road. Um, love you guys, though. Remember, it's Mother's Day this weekend. All you DJs, have your mom in mind. If you have not gotten her a gift, if you have not done anything for her yet, get out there, do it right now, make her feel special. Um, and yeah, love you guys. See y'all next week. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. Y'all have a good one.